What's poppin', what's poppin', what's poppin'? Welcome to Get Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And on this episode, we're talking about there is a new way to make money with your content. We're going to talk about that and what in the marketing is happening. Why are we seeing everywhere we look, go, Barbie everywhere? We're going to talk about that. The rebrand of Twitter into X. Did it help or hurt the brand? Of course, we're going to talk about that. And then is having a viral business worth it? Moose, how do you feel about this episode? Hey, big, big marketing and branding talk on this one. So I'm excited to jump in. Let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most and of course this episode is powered by ecamm live the number one all-in-one streaming platform that not only allows you to stream on instagram facebook linkedin youtube everywhere all social media platforms but it's also amazing for pre-recorded videos whether you're doing a podcast like us whether you're doing online courses, whatever you need, it could do it. Video isolation, audio isolation, text, transitions, you name it, it could do. And we are giving away 14 days for free on us if you go to www.nickyandmoose.com slash ecamm. That's E-C-A-M-M for your free trial. Moose, how are we feeling? Man, feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. Yet another time recording outside of the home base. For those of you who are not yet watching but listening, because we know audio comes out first. Um, I and am important recording out of. Say again. And important. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely important. But yeah, I'm recording out of uh, San Antonio, Texas. Man, the wife had uh, a big event out here, so I was like, all right, we uh, you know, strap it up and make it work. So packed all the equipment and yeah shout out to us for for being able to record from anywhere too i think i know we talk about the tech issues and there are plenty but i do think that one of the the bonuses is being able to record from anywhere in the world and we've also proven that too so uh yeah yeah pretty good all right <laughs> good benefit i guess what what yeah. what would uh did she get an award was what what's the big event yeah, yeah, yeah. She um, she recently reached a milestone in her business for reaching uh, seven figures in sales. And so that was like a big, hello. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's doing her thing, man. She's doing her thing. Low-key, she, she killing it. So I was like, all right, let's, let's do it. Shout out. Shout out to her. Super dope. Uh, for me, um, the dog was sick. Hmm. So, real quick, y'all know I went to the Drake concert. It was amazing, by the way. Amazing. That is uh, a master at work that you guys should always see. Um, so, that 
enough said with that. That was just amazing. But this was the first time that I had to board Don Cuddles and he came back not feeling it. He was like, why'd you leave me? And threw up everywhere, all this stuff. I was like, yo, what's happening? I had to take him to the vet the next day. They're like, all right, here's some meds. We don't know what happened. His activity was good because I, the where, where I board is the same place that I do my vet. So it took him like a day or two to get back together. But I was like, yeah, what's happening? What's, what are we doing? So now I'm worried if this is going to be an everyday situation because I'm going to be starting to travel Monday through Wednesday. So it's like, yo, hold on. What are we doing? So, uh, yeah, this is a little worried. But if, if it happens one more time, uh, he, he's coming with me. He's got, this is why I'm mm. not doing anything extravagant on my birthday because uh, I get back and then like my birthday is like the next day. So I'm like, no, I'm making sure he's good and going to be chilling and find dog friendly stuff. And yeah, it's going to be mm -mm, no, no. Respons responsible parenting. Yeah. No. Responsible I, I just, you know, I just want to spend, spend my birthday with, with my dog. My dog and my boo. That's it. That's all I'm going to be doing. So, yeah, everybody pray for my dog to make sure that he is chilling when I have to go. Because if if not, uh, Wall Street Trapper is going to be seeing the dog every week. You feel me? But, yeah, well. Here we go. A new, a new guest, a new guest on the tour. Special yes, guest. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but let's get into this episode. So what's popping section, right? This segment is sponsored by the deeper than the brand, the deeper than the brand. What? By deeper than the brand, the number one content branding community that shows you how to confidently and authentically build a brand grow a social media presence and build digital wealth. Go to deeper than the brand dot com for more information well so a new stream of income has come into the creator economy and it's actually with the most controversial app right now which is x formerly known as twitter has opened up their creator ad revenue share program to way more creators now if y'all remember a couple of weeks ago Twitter was paying out their top creators just a tweet and they were talking about five to six figures, right? Uh, one of the creators that we talked about in the past, Marquez Brownlee actually spoke how much he got paid. So let's, let's listen to that. Got a screenshot. Cause I just like got a pop-up when I opened Twitter one day. It says, congrats at MKBHD as your share of ads revenue and replies, you're receiving $6,698. Your portion will be deposited into your Stripe connected account within the next 72 hours. Thanks for being a creator on Twitter. Now, of course, most of us do not have his, his following count or reach, but they did open it up to way more people. So to be eligible to get some money from Twitter, one, you have to have 500 followers. Two, you have to be subscribed to Twitter Blue or a verified organization. The third one, 
which this one is a bit tricky, where you have to have at least 15 million impressions in pretty much a three-month time span. Now, that's not to say that's not impossible, but it it is kind of steep. It is kind of steep. However, I'm always open and I actually always love if there are new ways to make money with our content. Now, uh, I do find it funny that this comes now with threads kind of still making a bit of noise uh, with the whole rebrand. I think this is a way to keep it kind of relevant through its whole changes, but I'm still for it. I kind of like this. Am I going to be active on Twitter? I don't know about that just yet. I'm still a threads person and I don't necessarily move for money, but I do believe that this is a new opportunity that we should at least look into. And, and for those people who are active on Twitter, I think this is a really good play for you guys. So let us know what you think, whether on, we still do have Nikki and Moose on Twitter, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on threads, what do you think about this new uh, eligibility to get some money from X, formerly known as Twitter? What you think? Yeah, that's Moose? interesting. Yeah, my, my mind immediately goes to, I wonder if they want the 15 million impressions to be a rolling average for every 90 days, or is that a one-time thing that once you hit it, you activate the ad share or the ad revenue. And so you're in the game. So that that's going to be interesting. But yeah, 500 to 15 million. I'm with you on that. That is a bit steep, but they, I don't know. I, I guess I can see both sides because they are, it seems like they are paying a lot more than the other platforms. Mm -hmm. You got to kind of weigh out the pros and cons on that. Yeah, And I, and I don't know. Uh, no one really knows from the creators that already got paid. There was no analytics on that. There's no like timeline of like how long was that payout? What tweet got the most money? There's no analytics of that. It was just more of connected to Stripe. Here you go. You're good. Mm -hmm. So even from a strategic wise of me thinking about it, of like, okay, if I do this, these are the tweets that I need to concentrate on or whatever it's going to be called now. I don't even know. We'll talk about that, but I, I, I always like from a strategy wise how to make money, but I guess this is kind of like, thank you for being active and really active because you've made 15, at least 15 mil impressions. Uh, here's, here's a check. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. No, but th that that's going to be some, some good information. Cause you're right. We don't know if that goes back for the entirety of their Twitter account history if it goes back for maybe just 2023. Yeah, so those are going to be some some necessary information, I guess. Yep. But what do we got on the business side? Man, well, stepping into the business world, the I, I haven't watched the movie, so take this with a grain of salt because I don't want people to... Uh, shout out to all my woke people out there. Hello. Hello, woke people. Um, don't don't connect this to, you know, whatever the the, the society is saying about this. I strictly want us to extract a lesson from this. But if you have been online over the last two weeks, you have most certainly seen something about Pink and Barbie, 
right? Like you, you've seen the color pink on there. You've seen uh, the things related to Barbie related content. And that's because of course, the new movie was released last week, basically a week from the time in which we're recording this. Now, I was really interested in their marketing campaign because when I looked up how they were able to get so many brands and their attention and collaborate with it, it turned out that Warner Brothers spent more money marketing the movie than they did actually producing it. And so they spent an average of $150 million, that was their marketing budget, and only $145 million to produce the movie, right? So it's crazy. They spent more money to market it than they did to produce it. Now, they have collaborations with Airbnb. They have a replica of the actual Barbie house through that collaboration. They have a pink burger with Burger King in Brazil. They have a ton of brands that have jumped on just to create pink merchandise to sell it to their retail customers. And that also drove a ton of traffic. And so what happened here was brands saw the opportunity to leverage that entire marketing budget that Barbie was putting onto the movie. And so they jumped in and created merchandise to also sell. So it's a win-win where the brand gets to sell things to their customers, right? So Zara was one of those uh, retailers who sold clothing items that had the color pink on them really to push the movie and also the movie Barbie gets to benefit from it as well because they are benefiting from more people wearing the show. So it's, it's like this, this whole mix of audiences where one person is benefiting and of course the other one is benefiting. And so you have to wonder, have you ever or would you ever dedicate and invest more money to market a product than to actually develop it. It seems to have worked out well for them because in just the first week, Nick's, they have made their money back in pretty, pretty much twofold uh, between everything that they've generated in the US as well as what they've made around the world. They've generated close to $500 million in revenue. And so they've made almost all of their money back by going all in on marketing. So just, uh, just, just a good reminder, especially for people like myself who are product first, uh, which in this case, I guess, is production. Um, sometimes it does pay to uh, to go all in on marketing. Sheesh. Yeah, that's all I see is pink here, pink there. And no, I haven't watched a movie, nor have a desire to watch the movie. Yeah, so. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And what did you mean about woke? What happened? What? I was so confused. Well, because I've seen some things like, oh, this is a uh, a modern day society on um, something related to manhood and, and trying to portray the image of, you know, certain things oh, like that. Dude. So I was like, I, I'm not involved in that conversation. I, too, didn't see the movie. I'm just strictly interested in the marketing lesson that goes with it, because that was the first time it was ever done, by the way, to have, you know, a company or or a production company invest so much money into the marketing more than what they spent to produce it so that was kind of crazy yeah no, it's not that serious people so, but to some it is so to each his own but uh let's get into the creator of the week who's who are we talking about Man, so this person, I was on Instagram just scrolling and I came across a collage of his videos. And as 
you all know, as a new father, I'm obviously super invested and interested into fatherhood. And so anytime I see images or examples of people who display fatherhood in a positive way, and they're also putting it out there for the people to see, they're not shying behind this idea of, look at me, I'm a present father or a good father. And so I absolutely love this person's content. His name is Damien's Corner. He spends most of his content or shares most of his content on TikTok, but he simply just uploads videos of riding his daughter on his bicycle to school and he's sharing words of encouragement or affirmations to her. And so I seen his stuff. I was like, this dude is awesome. We got to feature him on a podcast for setting such a great example. So I don't know if we have maybe a clip of his or something we, we can overlay, but yeah. Oh, beautiful. Your skin is in the sun, girl. Oh, your skin is so beautifully chocolatey brown. Oh, you're queen. Yes, you are. Did you have a good night's rest? Look at you, you beautiful little... What are you eating? You're so awesome, little girl. I want you to know that your mommy, your daddy, Grandma Nat, Grandma Jackson, Uncle Harry, Dee Dee, Pops, Suri, Ocean, Zanaya, um, Kensley, Riley, Hater, Shauna. Um, who else we miss? Your besties, your godparents. Everybody... What's going on, my brother? Everybody loves you because you're awesome. Have a beautiful day, man. I love it. I love it. Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't all have to have a, a major agenda behind it. Just put out good into the world, man. And I think his his views or his videos have millions of views uh, just on TikTok alone. Not to not to mention some of the other platforms. So, yeah, shout out to you, Damien, for being a good father, and of course, for sharing it with the world and for everyone to see. This is some wholesome content right there it's a wholesome For content real. that's really dope For real. but let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode the blueprint um and this is going to be a conversation because there has been a lot happening this week with twitter well formerly known as twitter now known as x right and on threads i actually put out this uh, this post because I was reading a, a TechCrunch article and it, it said, in addition to this haphazard rollout, which was part of the site referencing X while the other part was still em employed you to search Twitter, push a blue button to tweet. The company also didn't secure the intellectual pro property rights to the X brand. Plus, Twitter didn't get the permit to take down the Twitter sign from its San Francisco headquarters, requiring police to uh, stop the work, right? And so if you've been paying attention to X, Twitter, however you want to call it, but I'm still going to call it Twitter right now because here's the thing. If you've been paying attention to it, it really is all over the place. It made this announcement with this like old school intro logo thing. They changed it. They didn't change the, the app. They didn't change the bird yet. Then the bird uh, left. Then Android finally got a, a facelift. Then iOS got it. 
The thing still says tweet. I'm so confused. And so today I wanted to talk about it from rebranding from a business side and a branding side, right? What does it really take? What, like from our opinion, what should happen, not necessarily should happen, but what would be different, right? And we have to look at the reason for a rebrand. And so I was watching a interview with Elon Musk, of course, of why did he even get Twitter? What was the reason? But then I came across to, uh, you know, why did he buy it? And it's actually concerning to me. We'll play it. Kind of said, I actually don't want to buy Twitter anymore. Then you changed your mind again and decided to buy it. Did well, you do that? Did you do that? I kind of had to. You, right. Did you do that because you thought that a court would make you do that? Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the reason. Right. So you were still trying to get out of it and then you just were advised by lawyers, look, I ha you're going to have to, we're gonna, we're, to buy this. Yes. So for me, that's concerning because you just changed the whole culture of what we know as the water cooler of our time. And you didn't even want it. So what we're seeing with this rebrand is a person who didn't want the app, didn't want the, the company. So he's doing whatever he wants with it. So I guess let, let's start off with the thought process of why would we start a rebrand? Right. For me, I'm thinking the audience changes, the mission changes, right? The pain points changes. It's not just the logo and the website. It's not just X.com. It's not just the new X, which was done with a font pack, but that's another topic in itself. You know, um, I, I think a, a rebrand completely changes a culture. And if you create a, a brand that's so strong that already has a community that already has certain rituals that are happening over and over again for years, creating a, a rebrand of something of that is going to get so many mixed feelings because was it really needed? Right? So, both me and Moose have been through some some rebrands. And the crazy thing is, I believe certain rebrands are easier than others because for, for us, I would say, it wasn't like the brand wasn't super out there just yet. Like people knew it, there was a bit of a community, right? Um, you know, for me, it was beast mode going into deeper than the brand for for moose it was you know the flight assessment program but it, some people knew of it but from a super global standpoint it wasn't embedded in people's minds just yet i think for me i'm really concerned about this rebrand because you have communities that are in this app you have people who have 
grown uh, a following, a business on this app. You have certain, uh, like I said, certain rituals where uh, this weekend there's a fight. People are going to go on Twitter to talk about the fight. There are some politics that get talked over there. There are, you know, um, announcements and that happen, news that happen there. So to change things up from what culture already knows of it, I'm, I'm very confused. But but Moose, just let me get your your opinion on it first before I go really crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there there's definitely one other reason why to rebrand and, and maybe more so from a business standpoint than just an additional reason altogether. But typically, and it's similar to what you said around the culture, but typically with an M&A or when you acquire a business in the case of Elon Musk or similar to the case of Elon Musk, you have to inherit everything that that business stood for previous to. And so it's funny to hear him basically admit to the fact that I did not want this, but I hate losing. And I think that's what we heard him say. And so rather than a judge force me to do something, I'd rather do something on my own terms and do whatever I want to do with it. And so what we're seeing him do here is he is reshifting the mission and everything that that company has stood for to realign with what he wants to do or what he wants to accomplish. And so that, that I think is another reason for why he's doing it, but it's also another reason why a company would rebrand. It's because they start to see that maybe their mission has changed and they want to create better alignment between themselves and the audience or the target that they're trying to approach. And so, you know, that that in a way is also what happened with us with extreme execution and the flight assessment, because we went on a long hiatus to redevelop the technology that went along with our program simply because we wanted more control over the terminology that was used. We wanted to use language that was more in line with everyday language that our current client base was using. And also there's a, an advantage that I think you have when you have direct access to that group of audience or clientele in general. And so, you know, I looked up some of the, the average daily users on Twitter and that's a force to be reckoned with. You're talking about a platform that has 450 million active users, at least as of two, uh, 2022, when he first took over the business. And so with everything else he has going on, I think there's something that we probably don't know yet about how this will all line up together. But, you know, to me, I will say, Nix, it's starting to feel that X formerly known as Twitter or still somewhat Twitter. I don't know. I guess I'm with you on when this thing becomes official, but it's starting to feel that this is no longer a big corporation or a big platform and more of Elon Musk's personal brand, or it's a part of it, right? It feels a lot more playful because he's just shifting and changing everything in, in, in a matter of a couple of days when he went live with that most recent change. Yeah, and that's and that's the concerning part because it's like are you are you even caring about the audience? Are you even caring about the users that are going to be using it? It is if you already now granted Twitter was not making money, okay? Twitter was not doing good. I think there recently was talks about it possibly going bankrupt. 
right? But with everything that's happening with Twitter since Elon came on with, you know, slashing 80% of the the employees and just ads has been down. It's so, it's concerning what's happening over there. And with how this rebrand is happening, there have been multiple people like, all right, this, this is it. I can't, we're going to go over here. Right. There's other competitors between threads, between blue sky, between, I think there's one that starts with an M and there's other places to go to, but it's unfortunate because all he had to do was really uphold the culture and find different ways to have his freedom of speech, have find different ways to, to make it more business-like. But he was like, nope, I want this to be whatever I want it to be. I bought it for this much. But it's funny because you couldn't even take down the Twitter sign. You didn't even get your permits right. You didn't like now, of course. This is why I mentioned it in the in the what's popping section. You flashed money. Hello, creators. I got you. Don't worry about it here. Here's here's some money now. Right, continue to stay here. When, of course, uh, over on on Threads, there's no way to monetize besides yourself. Uh, I don't know about Blue Sky, but it, it hasn't been popping over there too much. Right? Uh, there's that that other app for uh, which felt like Black Twitter spill. There's no there's no way to monetize just yet. So. You still do have brands going in and advertising over there, which creators can make some some money. There is the blue, uh, the Twitter blue situation that is bringing some type of money as well. But to look at a rebrand, just maybe in spite because of what uh, Zuck did, maybe just because you're just on your own agenda you probably lost a lot of loyal followers of the actual brand that you purchased rather than like just making it a little bit better. And, and when I look at that for, for talking about rebranding and, and coming into like a personal experience, you know, I had to rebrand from Beast Mode Digital from from a the community side of things to deeper than the brand one because of trademark issues right uh, I couldn't trademark it so we were like all right let's let's change change the name now what was crazy it took years for people even though we didn't we didn't grow to what it is now it took years for people to s stop saying beast mode digital. To stop when we, even little things, like when we changed from a Facebook group to Mighty Networks, like it took a huge transition, like a year or two for people to finally get accustomed to, to the new app that we were on. The, if, if little things like that takes people years, how long is it going to take for people to stop saying Twitter? How long is it going to stop for people to stop saying tweets? What is it? X is now like 
it's going to you be. You don't want to ex- be associated with exes on that. You feel me? I am done with exes. I'm good, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but that's what I'm saying. It's like it's it's embedded in our mind, and that was when it comes to branding. That is the goal. Have it so burnt in people's head that when they say, uh, you know, a tweet, people know the color, the the icon, like the the bird was an icon. An X now is like, what? Now, granted, I'm all for change. I'm all for change. But at the same time, needed change is what I'm for. This feels like a selfish change for a brand that was super iconic in the social media world. I'm not saying it was great. In, in the time that it was, but I do believe, and this is my opinion, how the rebrand should have happened, where he should have created a whole separate app. But it's funny because he was on an interview saying, I could acquire Twitter and I could speed up X way quicker than if I was to create it on my own. So this was semi-plan. I get it. But he should have created a separate app, created demand and hype over there while we already saw Twitter was dwindling down to then just kill Twitter, just get, turn off the lights of the whole thing. And all the resources then gets transferred to X, right? It's like slowly but surely, boom. I think that would be smart. He would already have a lot of hype based off him buying Twitter. But then he doesn't do much with Twitter because he's now growing X. I think that would have been way easier for him than necessarily doing it like this. Because this, you created brand confusion for no reason. None. Yeah. You know, you know what's interesting, too, is that if you, if you break it down as to what's happened in the last two years or so, other big corporations have changed names, right? And so Google went from Google to the Alphabet company. Facebook went from Facebook to Meta, right? And did, this did not, this made headlines, of course. I mean, they're major corporations, probably some of the best businesses and brands in the world, but not as much heat as Twitter and X are getting now. Why? Because those companies left their product names the same. So yes, they changed their company names. This was a strategic business move. And the reason behind it was as they were expanding into other verticals, they didn't want the product that they were known for to become associated with what their next product is going to be that actually was going to create brand confusion for them. And so for those of you listening or watching, just know that there are ways and times in which a, a rebrand is necessary and healthy. If you're company and brand is going so well and you want to actually break away from the thing that you've been known for, it makes sense to make some adjustments to your brand name or your business name, et cetera, because you want to introduce yourself to a new audience in a way that people can interact with it without the association that they made with you in your previous brands or companies, right? And so the reason why this is breaking headlines and and for us, from a review standpoint, we're looking at it and saying, well, we don't know how much sense this makes. Now, 
I got to be honest, Nixon, I'll kind of give almost a, a slightly different view to what you gave. I actually think what he's doing from a business standpoint, it makes sense. Now, look, it's cutthroat. It is very selfish. It does not include the audience or the creators so that they too can contribute to what is the new Twitter or this X that is being developed. But we've always talked about it and we've actually talked about it on when he first took over and he was laying off a lot of employees. In a business, you don't want to die a slow death. If you're going to make a change, you want to make your change rather quickly instead of bleeding your way for six to 10 months into the change that you're about to make. And so sometimes when you know you have to make a do or die decision, do it quickly instead of giving yourself time to bleed out for 10, 12 months. And you now have almost this complete negative association that people tie back to you in the marketplace. So I think from a business standpoint, for just comparing black and white to it, X's and O's in terms of what he wants to do, what his vision was for X as a company or as a brand previous to PayPal, it makes sense, right? What doesn't make sense is how much equity he's losing after this investment because of these changes. Now, from a technical standpoint, and you spoke to it as well, but imagine all of the backlinks from an, from an SEO standpoint, all the backlinks that I've had it on my website. I'm sure you've had it on some of your websites where you link Twitter to another platform or a website. These are all backlinks that are SEO friendly that give a brand tremendous equity in the marketplace and it helps from an advertising standpoint. And so we've seen ad revenue from or from from a company standpoint step away from Twitter because of Elon's aggressive stance on free speech and things of that nature. So brands have started pulling their dollars off the platform, but this is going to hurt it even more because you don't have that SEO to back it with all of the different businesses. So that's 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 going to be something, I think, from a technical standpoint that will hurt the company to some extent as well. But you really won't know to what extent, you know, and until this this switch or this move fully, fully marinates and 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 becomes true. Huh. I, I am mad at like. Nick is not feeling it. I, Nick is not feeling so, it. So, no, 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 so here's the thing. So here's the thing. <laughs> you, it made sense what you said. Okay. Cool. I'm I'm with that, right? But I just, I think it's sloppy. I think it's just not needed. But you got me at the whole don't want to die a slow death. I get that. I understand that part. It's like, dramatic. Br- you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Put, brands brands do die. Lie. I get it. But like, and, and the crazy thing is I, I believe that Twitter was getting, even though a, a lot of people left, I do feel that there was a lot more activity that was happening too, regardless if it was positive activity or not, because there has been a lot of uh, more racist situations being said because it's not a censored platform. But regardless, there was a lot more activity that was starting to happen compared to the past years. So I I don't know if killing it a sudden death made sense, but I get it. Now, uh, from a from a different standpoint, you know, what does Elon plan to do with X, right? Uh, what we clearly know of Twitter is is done, but what does he plan on doing? And I found these clips that explain his 
his uh, mission now of what he's going to do. And I find it a little bit funny because we give another CEO so much crap for copying, but he's doing, let's just listen. And we don't even have an app that's as good as WeChat in China. Uh, and like in China, you can like live on WeChat, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's like, yeah, everyone, everyone's like been there. Like you live on WeChat, you do payments, you do everything. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's great. Basically, WeChat's kick ass. Um, and we don't have anything like WeChat outside of China. So I was like, my idea would be like, how about if we just copy WeChat? If, if done right, X would be, would, would serve people's financial needs to such a degree that over time it would become, I don't know, maybe half of the global financial system. First off, uh, I'm going to go two ways with this really quickly. First off, uh, why am I going on X or Twitter for an everything bagel? Like, why am I going to talk to you, pay you, uh, check my balance? Like, what, what, are we, what are we talking about? Why is it, that's not even needed. This is where, when we're talking about a rebrand... Did you even ask the audience what they want? Like, did you ask? Like, what is over there is the over there because they may not have other ways like a PayPal, like a cash app, like Vimeo. Like, they, there may not be other ways over there. They are content and happy with WeChat. Cool. Stay there. Right? Uh, great app, by the way. But what I'm saying with this is like you are forcing people and it may not work for you. So is this your way? And I don't think it is, but is this your way of like, okay, they didn't listen to me over at PayPal. Cause he was do, he was trying to do the same thing at PayPal. Yo, we're going to call it X and they kicked them out. They kicked them out because they wanted, because he wanted to call the thing X. We're like, no. And, and this is, my personal opinion and other people's opinion that I've been saying, I think of X. I don't think of anything good. You put X, I'm thinking not the greatest. What is God. happening? Yeah, that's you, not a word you want to be associated with. Right. Yeah. Like, and that was one of the main reasons why PayPal didn't go for it because it is associated with not appropriate situations. So, Okay. Cool, whatever. That's one. Two, we give so much crap to uh, Meta's uh, CEO for copying every single feature, every single platform, even Twitter, copying that one to find out that Elon is doing the same exact thing. Oh, well, WeChat works. Why don't we just create it over here? The difference is that that guy over there, he steals everything U.S. base. I'm going overseas and stealing their stuff and bringing it over here. What? Like, keep the same energy. If we give Zuck so much crap for copying, we got to give Elon the same energy. This is my opinion. Now, I would love to know with knowing the real reason of like, okay, you're copying this one. You're trying to make this a super financial thing of you couldn't do this in PayPal. Now you found something that has nothing to do with that, but 
Now you're going to transform that into your original reason of X. What's your, what's your thoughts now with, from the business side? Yeah, no, I, I mean, look, I, I, I have to start by saying and, and continuing to echo what I said uh, after the first clip that I think this is horrible from a branding standpoint. I mean, even when you think about this, wanting to integrate all of the different things onto one platform, uh, payments, banking, social media, all these different things, right? It really violates the number one, probably fundamental branding and marketing rule, which is identifying one audience, right? Like the idea of just focusing on one person and trying to meet the needs of that person. And so to integrate all of these different things into one, at least in the beginning, I don't think it's true because someone might be listening and saying, well, that's not true because there's Facebook market now and they sell and buy stuff on that platform. Yeah, but it didn't start off as that, right? Like Facebook started strictly as a social media platform, more specifically for a demographic of college students. And then it began to expand. We think of LinkedIn, we immediately think of social media for professionals, right? And so even Instagram, it started off strictly as a photo sharing social media app. And so I think from a, for a lot of these, for a lot of these various reasons, for a lot of those reasons, this move of wanting to activate all of these features at once, it's going to ruin things from a brand, a brand standpoint. And of course, if it ruins it from a brand standpoint, it's going to have to spill over and affect the business. There's a lot of trust that Elon is going to have to recuperate, especially when you're talking about wanting to introduce payments and banking. The minute you start talking or messing with people's money, trust becomes a very necessary ingredient for things to be successful within that equation. And so you are probably swaying with the trust of about 450 million people. Those are the daily active users, at least as of 2022 on Twitter. And so that's a lot of people who you risk losing their trust in because you know you want to activate your own dreams and goals. And by the way, I'm all for running with your own dreams and goals. I, 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 I just said literally from a business standpoint, I can see why the sudden change, but to go off into a di diverse wide array of things into one platform, not in the beginning, not in the beginning. I can't, I can't see it. I can't see it going well. So what is the beginning to you? Cause I do believe that that particular part of the financial situation probably won't start for another five to six years, possibly, you know, I don't, I don't, it, it, it is weird because why would you want to put that in social media when for instance, and, and maybe because he's like, well, he's not me when Zuck has tried to do Facebook payments or meta payments. And I really haven't heard that really popping as much as the announcement of that really happening. So if we are so used to the way we do things with payments, like you said, especially when it comes to where we trust our, our money, why would we trust you? We trust you with Tesla. Okay. We trust you with Tesla. SpaceX. Cool. Like we're not going to trust, uh, Jeff Bezos really doing it. And, and the Richard guy, and we're not really going to trust them, but we trust you because you have, you know, you've you've had some skin in the game with SpaceX and all the anything other X's that you have, the the Model X on Tesla, cool, right? <laughs> we trust you with those. We X's. trust you with those. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm not That's trusting hilarious. you with X money. 
and what's funny is that he announced, I don't know if he's like drowning his own news, but he announced the XAI and didn't hear anything else about it because he's been so busy rebranding Twitter, which was supposed to die. Like it was supposed to die. It was fine. Like, just let it go. What, what, what do you, you made a mistake. You didn't want to get hit with legal situations. You paid a nice costly price. And now you're changing it into something we, I don't know. I just, like you said, from a branding standpoint, it's horrible from a business. It makes sense. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think whatever. we can agree on that. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Let us know what you think about the uh, the rebrand of Twitter, a.k.a. X, um, everything from did they do it right? Did they not? Do you understand the mission? Do you not? Did they care about the audience? Did they not? Whatever. Is it good for the business side? Is it not? Let us know. All right. Whatever platform that you feel comfortable letting us know in. Please do that, right? Now, uh, let's talk about, let's go to the this or that section because I really like this uh, clip that I found, right? So first and foremost, uh, this or that is sponsored by the flight assessment, okay? Uh, discover your, blah, can't even talk already. Discover your personal superpower. Learn how to use your superpower to become a master communicator. Strengthen all your relationships and develop the self-awareness you need to fulfill your highest potential. Go to flightassessment.com. Now, this is uh, this one hits home because uh, this business is in Queens, actually. Uh, that's Delhi, right, has gotten extremely viral for its, uh, I think it's called Mac Daddy Patties, okay? Where it is a beef patty with oxtail, mac and cheese, stuffed in cocoa bread. It sounds amazing, okay? Now, there is hours you have to wait to get this particular uh, patty, right? To get this particular sandwich. Now, the thing what I want to bring up is, are we ready for a viral business or is it worth to have a viral business? I was watching this clip and my man sounded very stressed, very grateful, but very stressed. So th this is what I'm talking about. And at first we was only selling three to five Mac patties a day. I just kept promoting it on Instagram. And then an influencer came, he made a video, and ever since then, it's just been a wrap. <laughs> we went from selling four patties to 500 patties a day. Right now, it's just keeping up with the demand because the demand is so high. And not anybody that opens up a store in six months has to deal with demand like this. Five oxtail. For me and my family to wrap our mind around this and make sure we're pumping out four to 500 patties every day and keeping up with the demand and keeping everybody happy, it's crazy. The first month, we only made around $8,000. The second month, $19,000. Third month, $30,000. In March, 64000 
In April, $170,000 in sales. May, we did $165,000 in sales. You know what they say, more money, more problems. Um, so my question to you, Moose, is uh, not necessarily is it worth it, right? But does the average people, average, are they ready for that amount of like scale, revenue, that whole nine? Like what would get them, uh, what would get them prepared a little bit more? The reason why I'm saying that is because it literally can be that easy as posting on social media, somebody catching it, documenting the situation and it blows up and you possibly may not be ready for it. Now, granted, I'm not saying they weren't ready for it, but the stress level, you could tell, mm -hmm. right? Like grateful, but golly, I don't like it in, uh, in the interview, he was even like, yeah, I, we're projected to make, I, I believe like two mil, like up to two mil. But that means I have to pay 300 K in taxes. Like it's, it's crazy. So what's your thoughts about this second? Uh, I really need to go there cause I, I'll wait. I don't want to wait, but I'll wait. Uh, yeah. next time I go to, to Queens, which will be the end of August. So I, I'm definitely going to make that trip. So, so ironically enough, I'm going to say from a, from a standpoint, is it worth it? I know that's not the question you're answering, but it's worth it to try at least one time. Mm. You, you want to be a part of a journey like that at least one time. Listen, you're going to feel like you're drinking out of a fire hose. Like they say, it's going to come at you fast. You're going to make mistakes, but you come out of experiences like that ready to take over the world. And I mean that in, in all facets, especially business, of course, because what most people probably take 10 years to learn building in an organized fashion and taking their time and dotting their I's and crossing their T's and doing all of the planning and organizational stuff. Listen, yes, by all means, it, you're not going to suffer as much. Maybe you're, you're not going to get uh, uh, any white hairs in the process or whatnot. But why take 10 years to do what you could possibly do in one year, right? That's, that's, just, that's just of my opinion. I think it's, it's a great experience to be a part of something that is growing rapidly fast. Because if you can open yourself up to it, the experience that you acquire is life-changing. So I have to say that. Now, what people need to prepare for something like that, I don't know that you can even prepare for it, right? Because everything that you expect to work out or work a certain way, when growth happens that fast, you're talking about from 8,000 to $170,000. That was their high in a matter of the first five months. That is ridiculous. I mean, if you go into it, because you, you got to think about it like this, right? If I go into a brick and mortar business, specifically one that is uh, in the food industry or service industry, I want to make sure that I'm controlling my overhead because I know that sales are going to be rather slow, right? It's going to be a gradual buildup. And so you are hiring just enough people to keep you afloat without burning into your 
pockets. And so when you start building that fast, I mean, think about how quickly the team had to scale. And I don't know if he speaks about it. I know he says that his family members have come on to help him, but you're stuck having to wear so many different hats between work the business, manage the business, hire more people for to handle the demand of what's coming in. There's just so much happening at once. So again, I don't know that you could prepare for it, uh, but if you could be a part of something like this, jump on. I, <laughs> that's, that's the only thing I can say. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, it, it goes it goes more. Be careful what you wish for. I I I, I truly believe that we there is strong there's strong power to our words, right? Um, and to our actions. Like if we are posting something, don't just post it and not have your stuff in order. And from just like a small scale, like don't have your email not set up. Don't have your location not not being able to to find it, right? Don't have your website not up. Don't don't have your payment situations not taken care of. You're just posting just a post and you're thinking nothing of it, but somebody could catch it and it could be something crazy, right? So I do agree. Like, is it worth it? I think anything like that is worth to go through, but it can really hurt if you are not prepared. You can have your whole reputation screwed up because you didn't have the right systems in place. We know of a of an individual that grew too fast and then starting to rebuild again on some, yo, okay, I know it was it was me. Like once this person reached a certain amount, I wasn't ready. I took on a little bit too much and it hurt. And you know, people are still questioning that person till this day. Like, I don't know why, because things got burnt and I can understand that. This is where, as long as you were ready to continue to prove yourself after the storm, then you're good. You're Gucci. Some people are not built for that. Right. So I look at it more of how can we prepare as much as we can from day one. In day one, I'm thinking I'm going to go viral today. Like things are going to blow up today. It's working today. Hence why you, you've you heard Moose uh, talk about when it comes to me, like one person listens to the podcast. I'm like, yo, it's working. It's about to go. Yo, three more subscribers. Yo, this is, we got one new comment, like, there is not a time that we're not prepared for the blow up because we were already giving that energy when it was one person, when it was three people, when it was 10 people. We've already had the website. We had the emails. We had all these different things. So I, I'm, not, I'm not saying be scared of it or anything, but be prepared. Don't start a business if you're not ready for it to blow up. What did you create it for? Because you're not going to know when it's going to blow up. Yes, there's some that he, he's an outlier, right? 
five to six months gone crazy. There's people that are 10, 16, 20 years now is going crazy. Either way, keep that same energy, right? Get things in order. So is your books right? Is your accounting right? Right? He's talking about uh, in the interview, I got to pay 300K in taxes. You know what I mean? Is, this, is, your, is your books right? You feel me? You could lose everything. You go to jail. Jail, people. <laughs> no, I'm sensitive jail, with the text. <laughs> That's hilarious. Jail. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. but I do, I will say, I'll, I'll, I'll end it for my side where I'm like, I do believe that everybody who is serious about their business, right, and serious about promoting it on social media are going to go viral at some point. Whatever your definition of viral is, at some point is going to go viral that is going to bring, bring an influx of people, whether it's just eyes to your website or whether it is foot traffic to your location, there is going to be an influx at some point. Are you really ready for that? Or are you just saying, I want more followers, I want more views, I want more this, I, like I, I want more conversions, but, but really, are you ready for that? So like, be careful what you ask for, be careful of what you post because it can be the reason why everybody knows your name for a good reason or everybody knows your name for a bad reason. So that's what I'll say. I can't add nothing. I can't add nothing. Now, listen, people, uh, let us know what you thought about the episode whether it's on threads, whether it's on our YouTube community tab, whether it's on X, okay? We're still there. X. However you feel like doing that, please do that. Um, leave a review. You've listened to this much. You've watched this much. Please leave a review. We appreciate everybody who listens from the audio side. It's super important. This is a podcast, so audio side, we appreciate. We appreciate from the video side, because this is also an amazing experience to watch. So whether you are listening or watching, we appreciate you. Go check out the after show only on Apple Podcasts. Check out Creator Ave, which is free for everybody on all platforms, right? Uh, we are going to have a new live schedule that will be announced on our social media channels. So do check for that. Um and moose, final words. Yeah, who who you really are is good enough. You know, no need to pretend to be something like uh, somebody else. Uh, no need to rebrand uh, from who you really are. Uh, just to play off of what's going on with X, but yeah, man, not for real. Trusting that who you really are is is good enough for everything you want to build and achieve. <laughs>